Audio version of Michael Leitman's blog. February 28, 2023. The Creator is the cause, fear is the consequence. Spiritual time means a certain number of new changes of form that stem from one another. Former and latter mean cause and consequence. Concerning the spiritual definition of time, understand that for us, the whole concept of time is only a sensation of movements. Our imagination pictures and devises a certain number of consecutive movements that it senses one by one and interprets them as a certain amount of time. Thus, if one had been in a state of complete rest with one's environment, he would not even be aware of the concept of time. Balha Sulam, The Study of the Ten Sefirot, Inner Observation, Chapter 9, Item 34 Question, Can you give an example of any spiritual states that have cause and consequence? Answer, Of course. Let's say there is a glass on the table that I push, and it changes its position. The force with which I push it is the cause, and its movement is the consequence. The same is true in spirituality only on a more internal level. A person changes all the time and goes through all kinds of states. This is the meaning of our existence, that we can change in this way until we reach a state where we feel that we are changing ourselves in accordance with the purpose of creation, that we ourselves are moving toward this purpose. This is the movement. This is life. Question, is time then both cause and consequence? Answer, time is a quantitative movement per unit of time. Question, let's assume that the fact that I feel fear of the upper force is already a consequence. Is the upper force always the cause? Answer, yes, the cause is always from above. It is on a more subtle level than the consequence. This is why we say that the cause is always the creator. From Cab TV's The Study of the Ten Sephirot, Tess. February 12, 2023 Stages of Purification Our exile from spirituality is called 400 years. In all our actions we go through four stages that correspond to the four-letter name of the Creator, that is, the full manifestation of the upper quality. The stage following the exile is very simple, you felt the quality of bestowal, love, and it is now dear to you. Why? Not for the sake of your ego? Okay, not for it. Then for what, why? Where can you be ready to implement this quality? How can you define it further? You must begin to unite with others. This is how you start the practical implementation. The whole of humanity is in front of you. Act. You do not have to enter any worlds. If you want to give and to love, everything is in front of you. Look at what is going on. The whole world is in front of you, inanimate, vegetative, and animate nature, people. You must first, at least in a small group, prove your desire to connect with others by overcoming your ego in order to use the common altruistic force that they want to accumulate in themselves to influence the world and help everyone else. But there is a certain personal egoism in all this, we wish, we want, for myself, not for myself, for the whole world, and so on. You need to make a few more scrutinies as if a purifying your desires, 
your qualities. And if you remain inside the ego, will you still suffer but nonetheless rise above your circumstances to do good to other people? Can you? Would you like to? Not for yourself but for others, in everything? And how about you doing good to your haters, those who wish you the worst? And here you begin the next stage of your purification until you become ready to belong to the quality of bestowal and love only for its own sake. In this case, you turn from a slave of your egoism into a conscious slave of altruism, that is, you choose, accept, and desire only that. This is the so-called 400 years that a person spends in exile. And then he is rewarded with entering into the feeling of the quality of bestowal and love called the upper force of nature or the creator. This is how the exit from Egypt or spiritual birth takes place. From Cab TV's I got a call. The Miracle of Birth April 7, 2012 Why are we given the ability to move? Question. For what purpose did the Creator create such a space called our world and the ability to move in it? All the changes still happen inside our desires, so what is this space where I can move my body and move from one place to another for? What does it give us? Answer, it does not give us, anything. It just seems to us, that we are moving. Question, even if it only seems to us, still, the Creator, Nature, does not create anything without purpose. Is this created for a reason? Answer, it is in order for us, to learn how to ascend from lower degrees of nature to higher ones. We can see even in our technological progress as we develop, and as a result of it we begin to work with higher degrees of nature, with its higher qualities. As a result of such transformations, we will receive an opportunity to take into account the thing that is at the core of our movements. Question, in principle, the Creator could have created some kind of reality where we would simply be in a static state and all movement would be only internal. Why do we need externality, even if it only seems to be to me? I do not understand how it helps me to come closer to the qualities of the upper force. We live in some kind of reality where there is space, time, and motion. People are always traveling somewhere, flying, and moving. What for? It does not change anything internally. Or does it? Answer, this has very little effect on internal states. We are not yet in such drastic changes to change us, with movements of a different type. There is even an expression, change your place, change your luck. By changing the place, you change your internal conditions. At least, having moved physically to a right environment, you are already under the influence of this environment. From Cab TV's The Study of the Ten Sephiroth, Tess, February 12, 2023. Should we live for ourselves? Comment. The following text is very popular on the internet, do you know what will happen after your funeral? After a few hours, the crying stopped. Your family will be busy ordering food from hotels and caterers for relatives. Grandchildren running and playing. A relative may complain about funeral expenses and that he or she had spent a few hundred dollars more on his, her share. The crowd will slowly dissolve. In the coming days, 
Some calls may come to your phone without knowing you are dead. Your office will be rushing to find someone to replace you. One week later, after hearing the news of your death, some Facebook friends may search with curious sadness to know what your last post was. In a few days, your son and daughter will be busy shopping and packing before they return to work as their emergency leave ends. At the end of the month, your spouse will watch a comedy show and laughing. Some siblings and relatives will ask about the properties and assets you had, if any. In the coming months, your close relationships will return to the cinema and the beach. Everybody's life will go back to normal just as there is no difference between a withered leaf of a big tree and what you lived and died for. It all happens so easily, so fast, with no movement. This world will forget you and be in a grave at an astonishing pace. Meanwhile, your first death anniversary will be celebrated lavishly. In the blink of an eye, years have passed and there is no one to talk to about you. One day, just looking at some old photos, one of your close friends may remember you. In your hometown, of the thousands of people you've ever become acquainted with, only one person, as you have ever been, can rarely talk to anyone about you. You may live elsewhere, as someone else, if reincarnation is true. Otherwise, you will be nothing and will be plunged into darkness for decades. People are waiting to forget you easily. Then who are you running around for? And who are you worried for? For most of your life, say 80%, you think about what your relatives, excluding loved ones, and neighbors think about you. Are you living a life to satisfy them? My response, that is another matter. But it is not an end in itself. What am I living for? It does not solve the issue. Live for yourself. That is, I will live for myself, I will not think about anyone. Then what? Comment, I will pass away the same way someday. This is understandable. The worry here is that everyone will forget me. Everyone to whom I have given so much warmth. My response, there is no question about this, this is understandable. They will forget question, then what is the conclusion? If everyone forgets me, everyone I did so much good to. Answer, I am not going to live inside others because they are mortal too. Why do I invest in others? Just to be closer to the creator. Otherwise, what are people for? Comment, when I say, I live for others, I am living for others. But you say, I live for others in order to come closer to the creator. My response, of course. Because others, too, will disappear today or tomorrow. Comment, that is, others and everything else exist precisely so that I move, and come closer to the Creator. My response, of course. I can remember how much my parents invested in me, and I cannot get away from this, this is with me all the time. But I look at my grandchildren, they do not care at all and they do not feel how much their grandparents invested in order for them to exist. And so on. That is, after a generation, it is practically no longer felt. Question, does it mean that all is perishable, and it all goes away? Only our coming closer to the Creator is eternal, right? Answer, of course. Question, then what is this coming closer to the Creator? Answer, 
coming closer to the Creator means becoming included in an endless chain of caring for each other. We should feel that caring for each other is eternal. It leads to a feeling of eternity. Question, does the purpose of life lie in this? Is it precisely in this? Answer, yes. Then you come closer to the Creator with your feelings, time disappears, and only feelings remain. Question, what is He, the Creator? What do I want? What does it mean to come closer to the Creator? Answer, to come to absolute care for others. For another. If I can forget about myself and think about someone else, then I enter into eternity. We will begin to feel this eternity. You, as if, will move into others, and in this, you will feel infinity. Question, I do not have such a thought, such a wormhole, what will I get in return? Doesn't this exist? Answer, this will be what you get. You will begin to feel eternity in your attitude to the other. Question, is the main goal to come closer to the Creator, and everything around us, is given to us, in order to come closer to Him? Answer, yes question, what about wars, sufferings, tragedies, and diseases? Answer, without them, we would not be able to feel all this. This is also necessary. That is, the evil inclination is specially created so that we feel ourselves rising above it. Question, is our task to rise above all this? Answer, yes. Comment, for people, this is such pain, suffering, and so on, and you say, all of it is also for this. My response, this is necessary. Question, is it possible without it? To go through life in a clean, smooth way? Answer, no, the person is not able to. He must go through anger, through the evil inclination, otherwise, he will not feel the good. From Cab TV's News with Dr. Michael Laitman, January 5, 2023. Superhumans or people who feel nature? Question. Scientists believe that superhumans once existed in the land of Israel. Could this be true from the point of view of Kabbalah? Answer, no, there have never been superhumans here who would visit our earth, who allegedly left cave paintings of space suits, or something else. It is all speculation. But people were close to nature and knew about its internal qualities. They were one with it. When I was in Colombia, Four Indians who lived high in the Andes mountains suddenly came to one of the meetings with me. They were dressed very interestingly and did not allow us to take photos of them. When they spoke to us, they did not look at us, but instead looked past us. Their gaze was directed only inward. They said that about a month before my arrival in Colombia, they felt that a special person would visit their country, and they began to seek a meeting with me. Can you imagine? They were in the Andes where they have no connection with the world, no electricity or anything. Yet they felt some kind of waves and came to visit me. It was interesting to communicate with them because a person who feels nature and its laws, in principle, feels the laws of Kabbalah. That is, he lives in the Andes at an altitude of 4000 meters and feels another person who should come somewhere not far from him. Not far is hundreds of kilometers away. Comment.
but a Kabbalist and such a person are completely different. After all, people who feel nature still have to develop. My response, no, that is enough for them. They did not even have to talk, in principle. They approached me, we sat together, exchanged a few phrases, and that was enough for them. Everything else they receive, as they say, through nature, from the air. This is how this information comes to them. There is no need to talk, all of it exists in nature. Comment, however, they did not come to the attainment that a Kabbalist comes to. My response, they attain and feel, just on a very small level. After all, they are in the same nature and feel the forces that are behind it. Question, but do they still need to develop to the awareness that a Kabbalist achieves? Answer, maybe they do not need it. They represent a less developed egoism, and therefore they must correct themselves at its level, nothing more. Who cares? All the same, we all connect together into one single whole, a single desire. They make up a small weak part in this one single desire. My part in this desire is more egoistic. So what? As a result, we will all organically connect into one common whole, into one body, and everyone will feel everything in exactly the same way, as our common body. From Cab TVs I got a call. Mysterious Civilizations of the Past May 19, 2012 Everything is in you. When you connect to the global system, to all souls, it becomes yours. You nourish it, you absorb all its desires, and qualities, and therefore the upper light from the Creator passes through you more and more to the point that you and He merge together, as you become closer and closer to Him, and absorb the whole field that is in Him to pass it on others. It turns out that you and the Creator and everyone else merge into one common whole, and you are exactly the glue that glued the entire universe together. And you don't need anything else. By doing this work, you receive a great desire from everyone else at the same time, this is your vessel. In it you receive light from the Creator, this is your fulfillment. That is it. It is you. Therefore, it turns out that in this state you are the whole universe in which all other souls and the Creator are located, everything is in you. And so it is in each of us. We don't interfere with each other at all because everyone makes contact from their point. And then these contacts are added together again and a multi-stage system of multiple multiplication is gained. From Cab TVs I got a call. The Benefits of Fasting May 7, 2012 Michael Leitman, on Quora, what are your thoughts? Thoughts are expressions of our desires. We think about what we desire. Desires are primary and thoughts are a calculation device that aim to supply our desires with the fulfillments they crave. Based on the daily Kabbalah lesson with Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman on February 22, 2022. Written, edited by students of Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman.